out there. Hello, my good people. Hello, gamers. Hello. I don't have another word for us. It's weird. You know, comic books got graphic novels, but we still haven't had a good one for video games, right? No, not really. No. And we need it. I feel like we could, it could use a more distinguished title. Because gamer just makes it sound like... You know, even though that doesn't fit any of us, it does make it sound like in the vernacular that you're in your basement and you're 12 years old and you're playing Call of Duty all day. Yeah. But that's not us. We play yeah. older, more distinguished games. Yes, we play <laughs> digital experiences. Digital. That, Hello. That, that, that's so overly posh, though. Digital yeah, experiences. <laughs> Welcome to Digital Experience Over. Oh, no, wait. I mean, Game Over. <laughs> the Oops. premier video game show hosted by two brothers and three guys. Only live, 101.5, UMFM and UMFM.com. And find a podcast for on Google Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts. That's how I'll start phrasing that. I am your father, son of the goalie host, Simon Pazzo, joined in studio by my faithful squad mates, Adam Pazzo and Matthew Manny. How are we doing, lads? Doing good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm actually really excited because tomorrow is the first hockey game in a month and a half I get to go to. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah. I gotta be honest, after uh, returning to play a couple of the games ago, yeah. we both get to get off the long-term injured list. We've, we've officially been activated. Yeah. Although, uh, Matt, you weren't there, and this has mm-hmm. nothing to do with video games, but I played a soccer game yesterday. And uh, just to, I didn't want to risk re-injuring my knee for this. So for the second half of the game, I decided to play keeper because mm-hmm. we were winning. We ended up winning ten two, so it wasn't like even really uh, close. Yeah. And uh, I think I made like maybe two saves in the entire half. But as the bell went, the guy, one of their players, kicked the ball, and it went, and I saved it quite easily. But with my bad foot <laughs> on oh, the last no. shot of the game, I was like, ah, uh, I should have known. <laughs> should have just let it in. Uh, karma. Yeah, probably wouldn't have counted. And besides, they could have used it anyway. Okay, so we are back to a, uh, a video game power hour. You didn't think TV talkers could appear three weeks in a row, right? Not a chance. No one's betting on that. <laughs> That's like betting on a singular number in roulette. You don't do it. You got to bet blue or black. Or is it red or black? Red or black. I'm so used to the Jets version of it at the Jets game. Or yeah. technically green, but that's only one number. Exactly. Yeah. TV so. talkers can only have as many episodes in the row in a row as the Jets have like actual NHL defensemen in the lineup. <laughs> in the roster. That's a double burn. Yeah. yeah. That's an absolute oh. scathing double burn. <laughs> okay, so we're here for a full hour. Luckily, we got plenty of news. And then Adam came up with a pretty fun discussion topic that I'm excited about. Um, but the first question I have for you guys is, last time we talked about this, we were all replaying uh, old favorites. Where are you guys in your in your replay sphere? Uh, so I was playing Doom. Yeah. And I've now beaten Doom again. Yeah. Uh, and it's still good. Like, it's, it's, it's still good. Um, and I've, I've kind of been going back to do, like, some of the challenge modes. I quite like the challenge thing, where it's kind of arcadey. And it's just... You know, most of the rules are out the window. Uh, you get almost all of your stuff right away. And just jump around and go places you can't normally go and just kill things as fast as possible. And, like, it, yeah, it, it's good. It's good cathartic fun. I, too, have been re- uh, revisiting Doom, but just the soundtrack. But the soundtrack is yeah. so good that it makes me want to revisit the game. It is quite mm-hmm. good. And then more recently, in ter- sort of in terms of going back to stuff, uh, I, I like, I'm a tower defense guy, as you know. Because uh, we were all yeah. balloons for a while there, um, but one of the ones I really liked was Gemcraft, and the most recent version of the, uh, the most recent episode of that just came out, so I've been playing that. Yeah, I find that both with tower defense. Actually, I probably could have added that to my list of discussion topics earlier. Both with tower defense and with uh, like RTS games, I really can't get into it if it's just 
generic color shoots generic flash at generic enemy. Yeah. I need some some uh, need some flavor, flavor to it's it. It's got to have some flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So like. I remember a few years ago, I forget the name of it, but this thing, this RTS came out, and everyone was like, I think it's like War for the Over... No, War for the Overworld, that's a different game. But it was something like that, and everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the next great RTS. But it was just like, you have robots shooting lasers, and it was like, okay. Yeah. I'm glad that people enjoy this, but you know what? Not for me. No. Matt, how's your Dark Souls playthrough going? Um, it has stalled out a bit, not because of lack of interest, but that because I caught up very quickly to the people that I was playing with. Ah. Um, so basically, I got in the replay a little bit late, so they were like, you know, two-thirds of the way through the game, so like, ah, oh, we'll make, make new characters so we can like play through with you, so, you know, you're not like, we're not like super over-leveled for you. And then, within like, you know, a few days, I basically caught up to their main characters, well surpassed the guys that were... T- made to play with me uh <laughs> Oops. yeah and so, so basically now it's you like, got too good yeah yes that's yes. what i'm i i get you got good I, yeah <laughs> yeah i guess you know past tense of git is got yeah yeah, yeah sure i mean I, I know it's not as fun as making up word like git but, <laughs> but you definitely got good yeah so uh i've been watching lots of uh dark souls bloodborne uh etc videos and trying to uh to not push through the game too quickly so I don't get too ahead of the people that I was meant to play with. Yeah, I might just I might just like roll a new character and <laughs> just do something <laughs> you know different that I haven't played before. Never really played a sorcerer. I could try that. Yeah, I was talking to a, a friend of mine at uh, at work, and he just kind of popped over when we were talking about it. And I mentioned that I was playing The Witcher Three. He's like, Ah, The Witcher Three is terrible. He's one of those people, I guess. Who you know, everything's either the best thing in the world or it's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, But it's got like the greatest story. He's like, I don't play for story. I'm like, There you are. I've heard of you people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read, I, I didn't actually see run in the into one before. in the wild. So that was yeah. kind of interesting. And then we talked about Dark Souls, and he's one of those people who's just like, when I play, it's offline, just by myself. I don't yeah. summon any phantoms. It's just me against the game. I'm like, well, that's one way to play it. Yeah. But as I said last time, I think the last Dark Souls playthrough I did in any of the games was a Dark Souls 3 playthrough where I was trying to be a pacifist. It was just get people and then heal them. <laughs> like, hey... I'm going to heal you and see what you can get done. Mm-hmm. And that's an equally valid way to play. Okay, yeah, I've been still playing The Witcher. I don't really have any updates. It's I'm probably like 100 hours in by now, and I spent the last 30 of it just chasing down uh, gear diagrams. So <laughs> I haven't really done much. Although what's funny is the gear diagrams are so damn expensive. Uh, and I think in the main game, you're really only supposed to pick like one school and then devote yourself to getting all their gear because you have like regular and then there's four levels up. Um but in my mod that gave me stupid amounts of money, I officially ran out of money getting one and a half of the school what? sets. <laughs> yeah. So I might have to like uninstall and reinstall the mod to give myself more money because I'm like, I, I just didn't expect to run out <laughs> ever. Good this Lord. is unusual. But yeah, it's it's still a lot of fun. I have a couple quests that I'm like saving. I'm like, I won't do that yet. I'll wait for a rainy day mm-hmm. and then I'll play this quest. I'm now 30 levels higher than it, but that's fine. I want to be able to enjoy it yeah. at the right moment. So that's my problem with games that have that much content, whereas I don't know how many schools of whatever there are. I would want to do like a full playthrough for like each individual one of the things. Like I got to do everything. Yeah. I would have, I would be broke the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's the good part about the game being so long is that you can basically do a playthrough of, I mean, if you say the average game playthrough is like 30 hours, you could successfully play 30 hours with each of the schools. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, it's just that long anyway today i uh, performed an exorcism and then i uh on my lunch break so that was pretty great and then you played some witcher 
Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. You're very clever. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed from, like, April or March, whenever it was coming out, or maybe it might have even been May, sometime in spring, it, I thought it was May, but to sure. fall 2019, it's, mm-hmm. or 2020. Yeah. I keep doing that. We're, like, three weeks in. Uh, yeah, it's been delayed to September, and I'm fine with that. First of all, I got plenty to do. And second of all, as I, I totally subscribe to the whole delayed games are always good thing, mm-hmm. and clearly they might be feeling the weight. Maybe with everyone going back to the Witcher series after the Netflix show, they're just like, oh man, this is this like, has got to be good. This <laughs> has got to be real yeah. good because everyone's going back and talking about how great the Witcher is again. So we cannot blow this. So, sure. Um, hopefully, but I, I don't expect it will, but hopefully that will alleviate some of the crunch. Yeah, they sent but, a message saying it's not going to. Yeah, but no. You, you think that, <laughs> just that the, might be why they do it. But yeah, no. just with the crunch, it was not going to be possible for the original date. So like, yeah. so we'll crunch you just as hard, but now it'll actually be physically possible. Yeah. 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 I think my favorite thing that I heard of about that was the, um, the uh, Avengers game also got delayed, and the developers stated that they were trying to specifically avoid um, Cyberpunk 2077's release yeah. and another game's release that I can't remember that was around the same time. And then it got moved out of that release date anyway. So they <laughs> didn't need to delay it at all. Oh, oh well. Yikes. Well, I mean, if we looked at it, they probably did still need to delay it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How much can you improve on that in a year? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so uh, speaking of sadness, let's talk salt. Uh, so <laughs> there was so much salt on uh, the internet this past week and all directly related to one of our joint favorite series is Fire Emblem. So Super Smash Bros. announced the final character in the first DLC pack but keep in mind there was a time when this was the only DLC pack planned and they said the fire, the characters were all chosen like well in advance. The final character was Byleth from Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. So people have been thinking maybe it's going to be Master Chief, maybe it's going to be like Minecraft Steve, you know, we had yeah. all these weird picks. Dante is a very popular one from the Double May Cry series. Nope, it's uh, Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses. And literally, I don't know if you guys have watched it, in the Nintendo Direct, you can hear Sakurai saying, what, too many sword fighters? Yeah. Or he got, I think, yeah. so They totally to lampshade it, and it's so awkward. It's hilarious. I, I was busting, I got laughing. What, too many sword fighters? So basically they give... Byleth, all of the main characters' weapons. So he's got Claude's bow, he's got Dimitri's lance, and he's got Edelgard's uh, axe. axe. There are also skin colors. That's a weird way to say that. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. the, the, yeah. uh, They're not remodeled, but they're like recolored. Exactly. So male Byleth can look like both Claude and Dimitri, and female Byleth, because obviously they're both in there, can look like Edelgard. So it's like, there you go. If you're really a big fan of one, you can just always play as Byleth, looking like that character. I don't see why they couldn't have done it like they did with, what was it, uh, Baby Bowser? Where if you literally yeah. select through, it'll give them the different names. I don't oh, think yeah. they used that gimmick enough. And I'm kind of curious what you guys think, because I know like, we, none of us are hard, hardcore Smash Bros. players. They mm-hmm. certainly exist, but I went back to it for the first time, I think in a year the other day, and played with like Banjo-Kazooie and Hero and the other one for the first time. I was like, oh. Cool, these are more characters. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I look forward characters. to a day when I have people to play these with. You know? <laughs> exactly. But I don't think the problem is Byleth. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure Fire Emblem Three Houses, maybe aside from Awakening, is the most successful Fire Emblem game of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the case. So it makes sense to put the main character in. I think we can all agree on that. The yeah. mistake was having 
Crom and Lucina and Marth mm-hmm. and uh, you know if you want to throw in Corin from Fates, I guess sure. But I really think the problem was having Crom, Lucina, and Marth all be separate characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could have done the same. Uh, Bowser Jr. turns into whatever thing with them. And yeah. I think that would have helped a lot of people because man, it's it's the most disliked Fire or uh, Super Smash Bros. announcement video of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how intense the competition was. But yeah, it was interesting to see people just melt on the Fire Emblem. Or the, uh, the Fire Emblem was very happy on the Smash Bros. subreddit. I don't know if you guys have any strong opinions. So, well, I don't have a strong opinion, but I do, I do have to tell you that Fates is far and away the best-selling Fire Emblem game. Are you kidding me? Fates is higher than Three Houses? Yeah, as it turns out, it, it, it's apparently not close. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, probably everyone coming off, coming off of Awakening, people are like, oh, hey, this last one was really good. I'll check the new one out. Yeah. Uh, according to this list that I have here, uh, Fates sold 2.9, basically 3 million. The next closest is essentially both Awakening and Three Houses at 2.3 million. Huh. So huh. Fates has like a 700,000 sale lead. That's astonishing. Yep. Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm actually not that surprised, right? Because if you, if you played Awakening and you're like, oh, this series is really good, then you're going to buy the next one. Well, I think we're, we might just be underestimating the appeal of the whole waifu simulator in Fates. Or are they considering Fates as the separate games? So if uh, I, I'd imagine they probably stuck I, them together. If I don't know. If I bought Birthright, and then I finished it, and then I had to buy Conquest, and then I bought Revelations, I bet they count that as three games. Because they were set. It's like Pokemon, right? If you buy red and then you buy blue, they count that as two different sales. I bet you anything. Well, we'll have to look this up. Yeah. Matt, do you have any opinions on the Smash Bros. thing? Well, maybe we figure this out. I mean, in a vacuum, I like Byleth. I think, you know, they'll be an interesting character in Smash. However, there is the, you know, Marth, Krom, Lucina problem. There's a lot of dark blue-haired, you know, sword wielders. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with Byleth, but I'm disappointed that they didn't do someone else. Um, I really would have liked to see Edelgard. She was... I would have put it probably, like, better than even odds that Edelgard would have been the one included because she seems to be the most popular of the of the three. Um, yeah, I think Byleth is fine, but there's just too many people that are, like, too similar in the game already. You know, if those characters weren't in there, people would be like, yeah, cool, Byleth seems great. Yeah, but, yeah. like, but we have... But Byleth. it's, like, yeah, too similar to things that already exist. Um, so, yeah, I really wish they would have gone with... Uh, yeah, like Edelgard or Claude or someone else. That's what I mean. The, I think that the the decision to put Cly- to put Byleth in wasn't the wrong one, but it the wrong decision had already been made, and this wasn't a more correct decision, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And I'm assuming, Adam, you're scrolling down to the lower, to the little reading area here where it says uh, the game was divided into two versions plus a special edition, so sales were split. Birthright yeah. performed better, and Conquest was close behind. So I think they're merged. I think they're merged. Yeah, no, well, I've been jumping around on various sites trying to find out what the answer is. Uh, but it does seem that, yeah, three houses and, uh, like, because here's an article from two, October of 2019, which says three houses will definitely pass fates to become the best-selling Fire Emblem ever. So maybe three houses underperformed a bit. Yeah. Which wouldn't, I mean, that, that wouldn't be an altogether surprising either. Adam, I know you haven't played Super Smash Bros. in... Sometime. A generation. 
Uh, almost literally, actually. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but how does this uh, does this salt move you whatsoever? Not really. I mean, like I totally get it. That you know, we have sword wielders. Why do we need another sword wielder? Why do we need another freaking fire emblem protagonist? Like en- enough is enough. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, at this point, my policy with Super Smash Brothers is Sakurai can do whatever he wants. Mm. I don't care at this stage. Is we have milked that cow dry. So at this <laughs> point, whatever Sakurai chooses to give is like, this, th- we, we have pushed you until you That's couldn't true. do it anymore. Whatever the Sakurai tree drops, whatever <laughs> yeah. fruit comes next, we yeah. can't like forget the two like dozen uh, wheelbarrows <laughs> full of fruit that he's given us. Oh, yeah. but this one's a bit tart. Uh-huh. Yeah, he even said in the announcement, is like, and, you know, we decided to do another round of DLC, so I don't get a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like... so tired. Yeah, so this one, I'm like, I don't care. Like, Smash Brothers does whatever it wants to do. I'm like... Uh, you're, you're... Like, Sakurai, you can do no wrong. He's like, got carte blanche. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Carte blanche. Whatever you want. It's like, yeah. you want to include... I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of something appropriately ridiculous, but I can't think of anything more ridiculous than this. Well, Goku. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You want to include Goku? Fine. Piranha Plant. Piranha. Yeah. Plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's exactly. not forget Rob. Let's not forget <laughs> yeah. how yeah. weird we fit trader. This has already gotten so weird. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? He's a big fan of the Fire Emblem series, and they are a series where the f- characters are more conducive to already fighting. Yeah. So it's probably, mm-hmm. uh, let's not forget the fact that he's got a ton of work to do, and this is probably just straight up easier to design. Like, if you had to come up with a character, like Minecraft Steve, what's his up B? How do you, down, how do you balance yeah. it? I have no idea. Yeah. Byleth kind of writes themselves, you know, and you get more representation because you can have male Byleth, female Byleth, and you can get all the major characters, as I said, yeah. as skin. So it makes sense practically. And it would be kind of weird, honestly, to not have someone from three houses like they needed to include somebody yeah right yeah you know it's maybe not the choice that everyone wanted but there was no way we weren't going to get someone if sothis had like been a character that turned into a dragon or something she'd be cool like if sothis had done an an anawi type thing i think that would have been a good direction to get Mm -hmm. maybe get yeah something different but you know that didn't happen in the game so i kind of wish like that i mean obviously this isn't going to happen but if there if there was a new smash brothers after this one, which I don't think there will be. Ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, what I would like, what I would kind of like to do with the fighters is just sort of group them. Just be like, here's all the sword people, and like they function basically the same. They all get maybe a unique, maybe the side B is unique for all of them. Mm-hmm. It's like there's all the sword people. Now shut up about the sword people. Make the me's not look like me's. Yeah, there are no me's on Nintendo Switch. So like I. I the, one of the Miis that I play with the most regularly is one that has the Black Knight costume from Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. I know another Fire Emblem sword fighter, but yeah. he's really cool, and he's got a Londite, the special sword. The problem is he's shorter than Mario with a huge head. Yeah. So why can't you just have the Mii moveset on a regular model? Yeah, yeah. just call it like the wire man figure from like Melee yeah. that they would used to use, yeah, exactly. and like throw whatever normal skins you want on there. Oh, it doesn't balance if they're different sizes, and then don't make them competitive. Yeah, like just make it not allowed in competitive. I'm not sure if Mies are allowed in competitive play, regardless. But they already have it in there that you have like a little creator. It's just the problem is they're always stuck to being on a 
me body, which works for yeah. some things, like Skull Kid. Sure. Yeah. But is Skull Kid going to have a sword or a gun or beat something up with his fist? You could probably use a magic one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're really close. Mm-hmm. But again, as you said, he can do no wrong. Look what yeah. he's done for us. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, and like looking at the other characters that have come out with the as DLC, like I feel like they've all been like quite interesting out there picks. So I feel like it's fine to have one that you know the reaction is just like, well, okay, we yeah. expected that, you know. And then there's six more coming still. Yeah. So. so. Honestly, once they release Joker, it's like, eh, you can kind of do what you want. I'm happy already. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of people are probably in that boat. I got mine, so and that, there's always going to be someone who wants the the what's next type yeah. of thing, and those yeah. are the people who are going to be salty. But how many people are are thrilled that we got Joker? How many people are thrilled that we got Banjo? Yeah, right. And before that, he's given us Sonic and Pac Man and Mario and Cloud. All in the same game, right? So, yeah. if he wants to put in a character because it's a little bit easier and because it's from a franchise that Nintendo already wants to fluff, sure. Yeah, some Nintendo executive is way more excited about this one than they were about all the rest of them. Exactly. And that's... now they get to like pump up the DLC for three houses. Speaking of which, wow, that might be the smoothest transition we've <laughs> ever had. Uh, yeah, on the same day, Fire Emblem announced its fourth pack of DLC. And as with Nintendo, uh, who originally announced there was only going to be five fighters in the fighter pack, this is currently the only or the last scheduled DLC. So is there going to be more in the future? I don't know. And I'm, I kind of want to get your guys' opinion once you hear about this one. If you want there to be more, like there's been talk, should there be a fourth or a fifth, I suppose, path where you can kind of get everyone to win? Or is sort of the the joy of it that it... That you can't. Yeah, that at some point someone has to lose. Yeah. basically, even though they do have a bad guy that could lose and everyone else could win, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they announced the last, they formally announced the last bit of DLC is called Fire Emblem Abyss. Ooh. So basically, the Abyss is, uh, well, it's it's going to be, the the mode is called Abyss Mode, the DLC is called Side Story Cindered Shadows, and it starts stars a new house oh. that lives, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer, Lives underground Garrig Mock. So, well, the rest of Garrig. I mean, they, they did the say. People? They looked they entirely looked pretty normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, they, I mean, I, I remember at, talking at one NPC somewhere in Fire Emblem Three Houses where they were like, and we just discovered this side entrance. Garrig Mock was built like thousands of years ago, and no one really knows all like the tunnels. So they've kind of been leading into the fact that, yeah, they're. There's something. There's hidden here. stuff somewhere. Yeah. There's hidden stuff yeah. somewhere. This is like Hogwarts. No one really knows where all the doors go. Yeah. They so, were hiding in the Chamber of Secrets the entire time. <laughs> Literally. Exactly, going yeah. between the Chamber of Secrets and the Room of Requirement. Slytherin House. I mean the Ashen Foxes. Yes. Yeah. So, first of all, I need to get back on my soapbox from I think a year and a half ago when I said there are too many white wolves, right? Like there's Geralt, there's Jon Snow, there's another huge one that I'm thinking of, and now the Ashen Wolves. Yeah. Come on. Enough with the white wolf hey, trope. They're like off white. It's like an eggshell. Yeah. <laughs> like an ash. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'm going to look up. I, I, I mean, it's a cool sounding thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's why everyone uses it. But, yeah. you know, at some point there can only be so many. Um, oh, yeah. Bucky. They call him the white wolf, too. That's right. the right. weakest one by yeah. far. Although, this is, wait, these are it's ash and foxes, isn't it? No, it's Ash and Wolves, I believe. I thought it was Foxes. I'm looking at the... It says no, Secret no, no, yeah, yeah, Fourth right. House, Ash and Wolves. Foxes would be more interesting. Ash and um, Foxes. But no, yeah, it's Ash and Wolves. Oh, well. no, so it's it going to have uh, four new characters. If you're wondering if I remember the names, I did not. There's Constance. There's Yuri. By the way, whatever you do, 
If you're looking this up online later, oh, do, do not, not Google. Google Fire Emblem Yuri. Okay? Under any circumstance. Especially not with your mom behind you, okay? And with safe search off. And with safe search off. So we are, yeah, we are, this is our little PSA. This is please, a family show. Please do not do this. Do not do this. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way. In uh, fact, just don't Google that word at all. Exactly. Under, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless you're looking up Red Alert 3 Expansion Pack Yuri's Revenge. That's fine. But make sure, well, actually, even if you write Yuri in Revenge, I'm still kind of worried, That's to be true. honest with you. Uh, you know what? Yeah, just write yeah. Red Alert 3 Expansion Pack, yeah. and you'll have a good time. Just, yeah. There you go. Okay, so there are four new characters. One is named Yuri. Another one is named Constance. I don't know if you have the name. Of the There's also uh, Balthus and Happy, Happy, who I'm assuming is going to have an absolutely crushing backstory. Yes. I will be disappointed if they don't. I mean, they probably all will. Like, that's sort of the theme of yeah. Fire Emblem yeah. Three Houses, is that no one was really happy. Hey, yeah. one person. <laughs> <laughs> now there's one it's person. Like, Watch them just lean the other, come total other way into it, and she'll just have like absolutely no problems. Come from the most wholesome family. Yeah, just be really excited to be there. Chipper and just upbeat. decided to be a mole person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like they just look sad. I wanted to cheer them up. So the interesting thing about this DLC, uh, I mean, we don't have all the details now, but it will not be uh, it will not be part of the main game. You'll select it new when you start it up. You'll have to pick a. Uh, a name and gender for your byleth uh, it'll be a new thing but then you can import the data from the dlc into the main game and i think they did it i mean there i've seen some speculation i agree with it i think they did it that way so they could separate them in terms of like what characters show up and what map types and like objective type, and just make it weird it sounds like it's going to be weird mm-hmm. so they're just really separating from the main game and what you do in this won't directly affect your main story experience except that the characters can then flow into the story. So we don't know if all of them are going to be available in every house. Maybe like one or two of them can only go to the Black Eagles, one of the two of them can only yeah. and so on like that. We have no idea of anything like that, but there are the four new characters, and they come with four new classes, or rather four returning classes. Um, I don't think we got the name of one of them, but we know we have a, a war monk, which appeared in Fire Emblem Awakening and Fates, I believe, which is a monk who in those games could heal and used axes, and in this game at least, it's also going to have uh, brawling. It's going to be fighting with fists. We have the Trickster, which you might remember from Fire Emblem Fates. I was do. the bow and healing and magic class. That's what the main guy Yuri is. We have the uh, probably fan favorite slash fan least favorite because it broke the game, Dark Flyer class. Oh, boy. Which is making a return. <laughs> now, I can't imagine Gale Force is going to be returning because it's kind of astonishing when you play Fire Emblem Three Houses how much it doesn't rely on skills. You know, yeah. like even if you're playing I on hard mode, noticed. yeah, you can make it pretty far and not even notice the skills that your characters have. Whereas in the yeah. previous games, it was just like, this is a collection of five skills that has a name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the kids basically were. And then last but not least, we have uh, what I'm just calling the Mage Knight, because that was what it was called in Sacred Stones. But it's a mounted uh, class that uses magic, but based on anima magic. So not light magic or dark magic, yeah. right? Because we have the dark knight and light magic. But you lose like fire and stuff. So I assume it was going to have... I assume it's going to differentiate itself from the Dark Knight or the White Knight or the Holy Knight, I think it's called. Holy Knight, yeah. Somehow. So I just called it Mage Knight, but we know those four classes are returning. I don't know if anything else is, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a totally separate little story experience, which means it will not be wrapping up the story nicely because assuming you're just going to import them into the story, it's confirmed that they will have some dialogue with other characters, which is nice because the previous ones, uh, as you recall, we got... Anna and Yuritsa. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they don't really talk to anybody else. 
So these ones will, but again, they're not going to change the outcome of the story. Does this move the needle for either of you guys? No. I mean, I'll get it, but uh, yeah. it's not like the most exciting DLC in the world for me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of have to agree. They have incrementally added a bunch of stuff. So this is the fourth one. This is the biggest one. I'll wait to see where it goes. Like, maybe this is just going to be so off-the-wall crazy in what you're doing in this DLC, which it kind of looks like it might be. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like they already took license to go a little bit bonkers. So that's exciting. Um, but, and this is where I want to start a little discussion with you guys. What do you think? Do you think there should be a, a Revelations-type DLC, or would that make it just feel like the definitive version of the other ones are invalid? Yeah, I, I am a little worried about that. Is that... Because I think the three... I mean, I haven't played all three stories. All four stories. Uh, yeah, um, I've, I've only played two and seven-eighths of the stories. Because <laughs> I'm about to finish, uh, suppose, I suppose, the uh, Edelgard-specific yeah. run. Um, but yeah, I ha- and I haven't done the other one, which I think was what you guys both did, right? Yeah, we both did the Black The church Eagle. route? Yeah, Black Eagles Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was... Uh, like, I think... I like the fact that they kind of stuck to the guns in that one. Is like... No, depending on which path you take, this has three different endings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want a thing where it's like, okay, and here's you know the proper story. I think what I would like is what I would wouldn't mind is if they added a fourth one, and it wasn't you know this is obviously the right answer, but this is like it's another piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. and so genuinely it was you know you have to play all of them to get all of the pieces. I think they could do what Revelations did, but better, because at Revelations, the, I mean, the by the end of it, you have everybody, but certainly at the beginning, the, the key part about Revelations, in, in Fates at least, was that no one sided with you, so you don't really have an army whatsoever. Yeah. So they, you might be able to do something like that, but I don't know in terms of the story how that would work, because you sort of need to join... A team, yeah. ...one of the houses. So I don't know if, like, maybe you'd, it'd be a special... It'd be a diverging off blue lions and you just ditch Dimitri because he's being so cynical or something. I'm not sure how they would do it. Matt, what do you yeah. think? I mean, I don't. I also don't like the idea of the definitive version. Because I think one of the things that was really cool about this was that you had three very, not necessarily different um, stories, but like you saw three sides to the same thing. But like without really the pieces to ever put it together as one solid yeah. one solid through line. And I don't know, I kind of like that. I It's it doesn't go as far in the direction as something like Dark Souls in terms of like not really getting <laughs> the whole story. At all, yeah. yeah. But I like when things kind of go in that direction where it's like, well, maybe it's like this, maybe it's like that. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the definitive one either. Um, one thing that it does do address that I, I liked was the, that it's adding in some more of the like higher end classes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I found those were kind of limited. Yeah, in the, in the base game. Oh yeah, God! I wish they'd change the classes. Like, I think that yeah. a flying—it doesn't have to be called dark flyer, and doesn't have to have gale force, but a flying magic class was needed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I wish it was like—I mean, and, and who knows? Because we haven't actually seen much of it yet. But I wish it was like actually integrated into the main game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I—I I don't really like the kind of like side story um, style DLCs. Yeah. I, you know, I usually we have like paralogs for that. Yeah. You know, I, I'd rather it either be something added on to the end to extend it, or as basically we've like broadened the experience the next time you do a playthrough. 
mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like this integrated it, and now you get to do more stuff. And that's yeah. how real good DLC works. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be devil's advocate because I think I would like a definitive edition. And it's not because I just like to have my cake and eat it too and everyone should have a happy ending. That's okay. But it's because the way the story is written, there is a clear enemy. So it's not like if it was, if Boast of Slith in the Dark never existed. Yeah. And the only enemy was just, depending on which one you're in, Edelgard's trying to take over the world for, you know, her reasons. Or Dimitri went insane. Or no one really has a super big issue with Cloud. But, you know, yeah. um, he just sort of there. Um, but if that was the case, and they were the only enemies to themselves, and they, I think they wrote a decent enough political thriller that that could have been the way they went. I kind of wish they did do that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if uh, my ret- retcon would just be take out those instead of the dark entirely. Exactly. So if that had been the case, then don't change it. But you do have a side group that was the cause of the problem that I think you could have blamed. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I remember pl- after playing like two and a half of them, in definitely each of them, and especially Claude's. So I think the Definitive Edition might have gone in Claude's because he's the most like side story of the bunch. Yeah, They could have had a version of his where you're just like, no, like forget about this war thing because he tries to not get too involved anyway. Let's really find out what's happening with those who slid in the dark. Focus on them, and maybe we can take them out before... Dimitri and Edelgard kill each other. Yeah. Or something like that. But that that could have existed because each time I had to kill either Dimitri or Edelgard, I was like, I feel like I've got to talk to you about this. I made a mistake here, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the bad ending. It, it, it was a little bit cartoony, a little bit anime where it's like, if you guys just talked about this, that you wouldn't need to kill each other. Particularly in, uh, and I'm going to spoil it, I guess, in the Blue Lions ending because Edelgard like, very much doesn't have to die. Like, Dimitri totally spares her and then she was like but I want to die anyway and then sort of dies yeah. mm-hmm. you know anime right yes. so very anime it, that's what happened I, I feel like they could have done it or yeah because those who in the dark are in there and, and no group especially confronts just them and the Edelgard group it's weird they like focus on her big time mm-hmm. and yet her story is the shortest by like five chapters I think the other ones are all 23 and hers yeah. is 18 so there's a weird gap there there's more work that could be done yeah i wouldn't mind uh dlc like really fleshing out the like well villains that honestly in my playthrough i kind of forgot that they were even part of it because i was just way more interested in the conflict between the houses yeah Yeah. so like you know i like killed edelgard and then you know it's like aha and now like the real enemies oh i i forgot you were here yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah they didn't especially they didn't especially need them. And I think the thing that frustrates me about this is that the, and the, like, because we talk about Awakening as, as the best one, and I think gameplay-wise there's certainly no argument there. But we're still searching for, like, a plot as good as Path of Radiance. Yeah. And this one had all the pieces, and then it's like, oh, generic bad guy secretly behind it all. And I'm like, why? You had a beautiful political intrigue. You had Dimitri, who essentially wants to keep sort of the way things are, because he's the generic protagonist. You have Edelgard, who's like, no, I need to be in charge. Fine. Mm -hmm. And you have Claude, who's like, you two be crazy. I want to blow this whole thing up and start all over. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, all of those are, that's easily three sides, all of which are good sides. And then you, like, the ending just kind of throws it away. Yeah. And it's like, I can remember, I can't name any of them off the top of my head. You know what? I guess Yu-Gi-Oh! Falsebound Kingdom is one that comes up. But 
I would also be okay with a fifth side emerging only after you've completed the four. So yeah. it's like you've seen every other side of it, and here's a now that you've like gone down every path, here's a fifth one that yeah. maybe you can try to save everybody if you care. Because I don't think that that takes away from I mean that's the purpose of video games. I don't think that takes away from the art of the fact that you can't save everybody in the previous ones if you just give somebody a happy ending. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll ponder that while we go, take a little uh, break here. But when we come back, we got a topic of discussion for you. And uh, Fire Emblem Three Hoses would not fit into these categories. No. The, in order to find out what's going to happen, you got to stay tuned. We'll see you in about one minute. Ah, hello, and welcome back to the second, I don't know why I'm doing an accent, welcome back to the last third, that's just sort of the way it went, yeah. the last third of Game Over, that's right, no TV talkers this week, but they will be returning next week uh, to talk about a depressing but phenomenal show, so it's called Afterlife, and you have now a week to watch it, because we'll be discussing next week, I think it's only like eight episodes, 30 minutes each, it's a very, very short show, so yeah. it'll be quite easy to digest. Uh, or quite easy to uh, watch. Not yeah, maybe not digest. Uh, yeah. Might be the opposite. But in the meantime, uh, we wanted to talk about things. And last week we talked about our most anticipated games. But uh, if I'm not misrepresenting what you want to talk about here, Adam, your idea was for this week games that had a really good premise that totally didn't, not necessarily totally blew it, but didn't live up to the premise that they created for themselves. Is that, that's that that's basically what I'm talking about. Yeah, because it came up sort of off of our myriad of discussions about the NHL franchise, right? And, like, the obvious premise of, you know, a hockey simulator. Like, the potential is clearly there, but they've tried this, like, 20 times. More than 20 times, in fact. And they've never gotten it right. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it came out the question of sort of, are we continuing to buy this just because we like the idea, even though they have repeatedly proven they can't do the execution? Yeah. Okay. So w- without uh, without further ado, look, that might be a little more um, dour, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> that I interpreted this question as, but you know what, that's a-okay. So, without further ado, I'm sure you have something to to get us started here, Adam. Yeah. So, I, I think in sort of, in, just in that vein, because the NHL one is the obvious one, and the other one that obviously resonates with the people in this room is Pokemon. Because we mm. made the list of the decade, and Pokemon was nowhere. Yeah. And yet we keep playing them, and we keep buying them, even though, you know, Sword and Shield were, in most cases, a massive disappointment. So, like... I mean, obviously, we can talk about Pokemon all day, but I guess my question was, apart from those two big ones, because those are not just one-game concepts, but series that we've just repeatedly seen people swing and miss at, what other games have you played where you've gone, this is a brilliant idea, but you have fouled it up? Okay. Like, I bought this, I bought this based purely on the concept of the gameplay, okay. but it didn't live up to what I wanted. Well, I'm sure you have an example, so... Well, the one, I haven't played it myself, but the one I've heard a lot of things about was there was a game that came out quite a while on that. It was called Never Dead. Hmm. And the concept of it was really straightforward. It was, you're this guy who has been cursed, 
and you're essentially immortal, and you can function with any arrangement of your limbs missing. What the heck? So, like, if you lose an arm, you can keep going, and also, you can also control your arm, and you can still, like, shoot a gun with it, which was really cool. And you can reattach yourself in sort of almost any way you can, and it all still technically functions, which I thought was really neat. Um, But then everything I heard about the way it actually played kind of sucked, like the monster, like the way you actually fought the monster was kind of cheap, and then you died a lot. Basically, they had... The only way to die was to get sucked into a uh, a sort of a, a monster vacuum. If you lost your head, then that was game over, basically, hmm. uh, was the concept. But uh, I really liked the idea, but every review I saw of the actual game said, yeah, this is actually kind of trash. Yeah, okay. That's pretty unfortunate. Matt, do you have an example? Um, the first one that comes to my mind is Brink uh, from the like yeah. PS3 era. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know it was basically um a just first person shooter but with a very heavy emphasis on parkour yeah um yeah they had like designed this whole system um for like free running parkour type movement around around these like quite like interestingly designed maps um and then but like essentially the game just didn't work the <laughs> the the system that they made was like super broken um like ai was an absolute gong show because the computers couldn't figure out how to like actually make use of any of the like cool things that they had designed for the game um so i remember there being a lot of like hype around it because this was still in the back like when people were still kind of like generally excited about like first person shooters yeah you know this is like this came out like just a couple years after like call of duty modern warfare um and so this is like the peak of the genre and I don't know if I've ever seen like more copies of used games in a game store than I have of Brink. You know, like it it sold very well and then immediately everyone's like, "Oh, this game kind of sucks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting that it, it you're entirely right in that there are probably a couple games that like just going in into game shops and looking um repeatedly. Like I found uh what's it called? <laughs> Until Dawn. Yeah. That uh horror game that people seem to adore. Yeah. I found that in the GameStop the other day, and I was like, oh, yes, this would be a, a nice game for me to play with my girlfriend and make her play because I don't like horror, and she does. Um, but, yeah, we could probably make a list of just the things that seem to show up nonstop in, like, <laughs> use things, and that's, yeah. that's exactly what people got from. hyped for and then ended up being disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, all of the, the trailers and stuff look really cool. Um, everything leading up to it, like, the parkour system looked really, really interesting. You got, like, a lot of really cool, like, movement options and things like that, and just none of it worked in the actual game. Yeah. You actually reminded me of something very interesting. I have a list here in front of me, and I was debating sending it to you, and then I didn't, of the top ten best-selling games of the decade. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. Number one. Anyone got a guess? Okay. Best-selling, uh, meaning of the 2010s. Yes, top-selling. Uh, so I'm assuming, hmm. for what it's worth, I'm assuming that me- that means brought in the most money, not necessarily moved the most units. Right. Okay. If that is okay, any well, part of In that hint. case, I'm going to go Grand Theft Auto Five. It's Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah. which also might have sold the most units, to be fair, yeah. because it released on one generation, then another generation, yeah. then on PC. Um, but yeah, it's definitely made a, a titan of money. Yeah. The next ones are Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, then Call of Duty Black Ops 5. Sorry, 3, Modern Warfare 3, then Black Ops 3, then Call of Duty Ghosts, then Red Dead Redemption 2, 
Got some one in there. Uh, then Call of Duty World War Two. Then Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Then Minecraft. Yeah, I knew Minecraft was going to be on there. I expected it to be higher. Yeah, so it's kind of a disappointing list, honestly. I mean, really is. if you want to see what type of a stranglehold the Call of Duty series has in the gaming industry, I don't think anything could describe it better than that list. No, that's yeah. true. And if you're a fan of that type of games, I think the last few have kind of been like to that fan base as NHL is to us. Yeah. Right now, you know, they're like just we're like, buying it because this is what we want, but this is not how we wanted it. Yeah. Basically, every time it comes out, all I see is complaints about, like, from the fans of the series. Yeah. About how, like, great things used to be and how they just, like, aren't giving people what they want now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think after Call of Duty 4, it sort of became like, um, what's what I'm looking for here? Like the Kleenex version of the, like, it was just the definitive, or Apple. It just became mm-hmm. the definitive, well, if you want something, you have to get AirPods, right? Yeah. That's what everyone's doing now. You just got to get the AirPods. So if you want to do something, yeah. oh, we're going to play Call of Duty. Like, it just became such a cultural thing. But I think that if we were a Call of Duty podcast instead of a Pokemon podcast, we would probably be saying very similar things, right? Like, yeah. look, you have seven of the top ten games of the decade. Why isn't every game like blisteringly incredible considering how much money yeah. you're making which yeah. I, I think would be fair speaking of games that didn't make uh, blistering amounts of money i'll drop a couple one that i've uh well you know what they have, uh, for, i'm gonna drop actually three just to keep it concise okay first one it's low-hanging fruit but i'm gonna hit it mass effect andromeda yeah okay i was gonna go there too yeah. <laughs> I have to do it what's yeah. the what's like one of the best parts of mass effect is just exploring with your space pals so we'll give you a game where you're purely exploring with space pals and they fouled it up um such a cool idea it up we don't need hard. to we don't need to keep you know beating that dead horse yeah. but then there the more i thought about it, the more a few ones did really pop up um for honor i was yeah. recently looking into it. it's like, I remember, if you guys recall, on <laughs> I confessed on air one time, I think in like 2016, that I bought a game that wasn't For Honor, thinking it was For Honor, and I just got excited about it. And then it, you know, and now I don't even honestly know what type of, if I want to buy For Honor, what do I buy? Like, if you go on Steam, the Definitive Edition, I think is like $130. Good Lord. But basically, you're paying for the amount of characters that you get. So if you get the, you can get like a regular version, I think for only like 20, but it's got like three or four characters. Yeah. And if you want to get everything they've ever released, it's like 120 bucks. I'm like, guys, this, this didn't do that well. Like, yeah. you don't need to be yeah. nickel and diming me to death here. But again, really, really cool concept. What if the fighting was actually like fighting? Like, you had to dodge and block yeah. and guard in real ways. Mm-hmm. With, like, all kinds of different classes of, uh, of yeah. characters. Yeah. Anytime I see something about it, I'm like, that looks really cool. And then you look up people playing it or people talking about it, and it's like, oh, okay, you know, maybe not. Never mind. The other yeah. one that really came to mind, I never even touched this game. I did play the For Honor beta, um, but it, Evolve. Do you guys remember Evolve? Yep. I do remember Evolve. So you play a group of monster hunters, and one of you gets to play the monster. Yeah. That sounded so cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, asymmetrical Asymm- multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. And apparently it's sort of okay now. Yeah. But just that could have, that had such potential as just a truly original idea to blow everyone's socks off. And mm. it, they just it just didn't do it. Yeah, okay. unfortunate. Yeah, and then I'll I'll throw uh, one other one in there. Um, Watch Dogs. They got another one coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like when we first saw that E3 trailer, it was like, oh my god, hacking yeah. in a game. It makes so much sense. You get to see everyone's personal information at all times. Like, what could you do with information? You could walk up to someone and bribe them based on what you know. No, yeah. you never do that ever. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh man, now that you say that. Boy, that that was one on this list where I'm like, I actually played that because I was I was so excited. I was like, yeah. yes, this will be awesome. And then no, 
It was terrible. <laughs> it was it was worse than Grand Theft Auto, and I'm someone who hated Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Uh, I do have a few more on the list, but I want to make sure you guys get in, too. I do have, if we have time, if we don't have time, then we'll skip it for this week, but I do have a name that something for this week. By the way, so Adam, what else you got? I'm trying to think if if there was another because I was the other one was gonna, I was going to say was Mass Effect Andromeda because that was Whoops. the other one that jumped out at me, but I mean, and this one's kind of iffy. I'm just uh, qualified, but I kind of like in a not in the same way as all the others, but Sekiro to a point mm. because like I felt if they were going to go that hard, I would have liked them to go like further. In that direction, just in the in the sort of taking the Dark Souls concept and just totally going, like just straight up the Japanese thing, and I think it felt still too. Not that like Sekiro himself doesn't play like a Dark Souls character, but a lot of the fighting feels like it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're designing the fight essentially around one on one, because if you're in a group, you're just fouled. Yeah, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Um, but there are like. I don't know. There are there are several things that I felt were finicky about it, and I'm like, I wish you'd committed even harder than you already did. Yeah. It's still a good game. Like, it's not on the other list of the other ones, but yeah, in terms of, like, like I played this, and I, I wanted to like it more than I did. Do you have anything else on your list, Matt? Uh, well, yeah, actually, for me, I, I don't know how I didn't think of this sooner, because I think it's the, like, biggest example of this in recent memory, is No Man's Sky. Yeah. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Like, the creator, Sean, whatever his name was. Yeah. He was like he was doing the rounds on like late night shows. Yeah, you know, like he like he was on with like Seth Meyer, you know, and talking Stephen about this and Stephen Colbert and like Colbert. and then the game came out and was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, from everything I've heard, it's like actually pretty good now. Yeah, but they did a lot of work to get it there. Yeah. I've never seen so much disparity between like anticipation and the actual result in a game before. I would yeah. point people toward again, like I mentioned last week, the Internet Historios video on No Man's Sky because it's an hour long and it's better than we could ever do justice. And he goes down some like weird rabbit holes, and it's just really entertaining. I have a few more on my list. First of all, I mean I love him, but pretty much everything that Peter Molyneux has ever released. Oh, of course, uh, Fable Three. Yes, the, yeah, the the, 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 the Fable series yeah, the is Fable everything series. he promised, but he couldn't quite deliver. Um, but some other big ones. I, I threw Fire Emblem Fates on there too because the inhi- like the inherent idea of it is really cool. They just couldn't totally do it. Um, but then the other ones were one's kind of personal, one's huge. One is uh, Tooth and Tail, which is a game on Steam. It's not a very big game. It's only twenty dollars, uh, but it looked like a fi- uh, like a Red Ball simulator. Yeah. It was an RTS. I'm like Red Ball RTS. Two things I love, but you don't actually play your armies. You play as someone carrying a flag that leads the armies. So you don't, oh. like, control it directly. You mm. have to carry this one person with a flag. It just it was a really weird way of playing an RTS, and I couldn't do it, and I had to return it. Um, but while I was looking that up, I found a different one called Ghost of a Tail, where you also play as a mouse, and it looks really cool. Yeah, so maybe Yeltsin I'll check reviewed that, that. He quite liked it, actually. There you go. Maybe I'll check out Ghost of a Tail. Yeah. So that's my personal one, because I uh, was hoping for a Redwall simulator. There's but, a different... I'll, I'll tell you about it later. There's a different Redwall thing that I have on my wish list on Steam. Well, the biggest example I could possibly think of in it... I think it happened more than 10 years ago, um, but still. Spore. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember Spore? There's a lot of hype about that. Spore. So you got Will Wright. He created The Sims and SimCity. He's on, he's on Mount Everest of the gaming mountain right or not mount everest he's on mount rushmore of the gaming Mm. mount rushmore yeah uh and he comes up with this game where not only do you play you play everything and it was sort of it's just five sort of okay games rolled into one yeah and everyone's just going to create 
uh, creatures that look like phalluses. Yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly what we, everyone thought would happen, and, and it's exactly, exactly what happened. happened. They should have known. All right, what is the name that something? Okay, so uh, I thought what we would do is we uh, we're going to go through Pokemon generations. Okay, and I'm, to narrow it down, I'm going to read you Pokedex entries. From five Pokemon of each generation. So we're going to start in Generation 1. Okay. Turned out Generation 1 and 2 did not have Pokedex entries, so I'm going to Fire Red and Leaf Green. Okay? okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Pokemon number one. This Pokemon... Oh, that's nice. It doesn't even say that. So it's, sorry, Gen 1 and 2. Gen, just Gen 1. Just Gen 1. Gen okay. 1. And next week we'll do Gen 2. All right. This Pokemon has a geometric body. Because of its body... Porygon? The Porygon, yeah. The locals suspect that is an alien creature, not Porygon. Oh. <laughs> Both of us went immediately to this Geometric thing. that's Tukaki. not Porygon. Correct. And it's, so, the, sorry, the locals suspect it has an extraterrestrial origin? The locals suspect that it is an oh, alien star creature. Oh, uh, Close enough, Starmie. Starmie, Same yeah. family. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Point for Adam. Um, very competitive. This Pokemon will chase anything that moves fast in hopes of racing it. Oh. I had a guess until that ending. Dodrio? No. Oh, that's a good answer. And it's obviously not Doduo, because he gave yeah. me Starmie. Yeah, if you get this family, I'll give it to you. Okay. okay. Uh, I get it. I'll go with Rattata? No. If I give you the other one, it'll give it to you right away, but I'll do it anyway. Can it I, can, oh, sorry. Can I do Rapidash? Rapidash. Yeah, hey. yes. Yes, well done. It can gallop at top speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have given it well away. Well yeah. So there we go. We got Point a tie, and we have five, so it'll be... Uh, yeah. It is always... It, it, it is always outrageously furious. If it gives chase, it will tenaciously track its, tar- track its target no matter how far. Who, who is, an- who is cur- always angry? Primeape? Primeape. Ah, oh, of course. Yes. There you go. I'm giving you guys tougher entries because I narrowed it down to one day. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah. no, that's good. That's good. That's a good one. Oh, I'm mad at myself for not getting Primeape. Well done. It's super powerful punches. Are sent to not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need anything. Decided to go. I just randomized the five, which yeah. is yeah. Uh, it, that's probably easier than its four ruggedly developed arms. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even need that. that. Yeah. So it's two two. This yep. is the the final deciding factor. Uh, Better be a hard one. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Blame random.org, Okay. Once it bites, it will not stop draining energy from its victim, even if it is too heavy to fly. Oh, it's it's Golbat. Golbat. Ah, there it is. Yeah. I can see you both. Yeah, I know. We're both like, I can picture him. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's Golbat. So I think next week we'll do uh, we'll do Generation Two. But this is just a fun thing. Yeah, I mean, this is fun. We've it. heard a plenty of those uh, generic sounds. So this is just a little thing to, to yeah. spice it up. Okay, you know what? We're a little bit early, and that is a okay. Because what we're going to do is we're going to actually let the next people get in here on time. But in the meantime, I want everyone to go out there, have a safe week, drive slowly for the love of God, but walk in hallways quickly. (laughs) It's important because if you're somebody, if you're a group of people walking five down a hallway, split up into two and three. Make a friend with somebody and walk behind. It's okay. And let everyone get where they're going to uh, quicker. Yeah. However... In the meantime, stay tuned for an excellent episode of Game of Runs coming your way, and we'll be back next week.